0: Welcome to the NLP View with your host, Donna Blinston. Each week, Donna will explore how the techniques of NLP can help improve your personal and professional life. And now, here's your host, Donna Blinston. Hello, and welcome to the NLP View. My name is Donna Blinston. Today's guest is the inspiring Judy Bartkovic on her book, Engaging NLP for Tweens. Neurolinguistic Programming, NLP is an approach to communication, personal development, and psychotherapy. The title refers to the connections between the process of the brain, that's the neuro, our language, linguistics, and the habits we have developed, programming. NLP is often described as a toolkit for life because it offers specific techniques to improving how you think, how you feel, how we act. Engaging NLP for tweens is a textbook for tweens to help them face the challenges of tween years, namely the transition into secondary school, the onset of puberty, schoolwork and exams, providing them with tools to enhance their communication skills and confidence. So I'd like to welcome to the show, Judy Bartkowicz.
1: Hello, Judy. Hi, Donna. (laughs) How are you? i'm very well thank you very excited to be able to talk about my books and about nlp because i'm very passionate about it
0: you can tell that from your book all your books. <laughs> thank you, you can. it's great to have you on the show today it really is thank you and well i want to congratulate you on your books really Um i really enjoyed it and despite the fact that it's written for tweens personally reading it I could see how you could apply everything and the way you the way the language that you use and the way you you really talk to the audience appropriately and you know I was acting as if I was a tween I was acting like I was 10 11 year old and I could really (laughs) feel how you could use it it was it's very empowering and it it looks at things that I can honestly I don't know about tweens today but certainly when I was that age they were never even thought of discussed it was just you just did it and it it does it opens up a lot of more opportunities for the the, you know the tweens of today so you know well done it's you know
1: thank you I get a lot of compliments about the style and tone of the books that it that Mm. they're very approachable
0: they are yeah definitely definitely so guess before we start Judy could you tell our audience about yourself
1: Yes, of course. Um, I'm a writer. I've written quite a lot of books um, and I'm an NLP trainer and coach. Um, The books I started really with um, Be a Happier Parent with NLP, um, which is a book I wrote that's published by Hodder, and that really takes parents through sort of, you know, from sort of babies through to teens, really, in terms of um, using NLP. But I felt that um that the book was quite thick, and i I mean i've got four children. I remember when I, when my children were much younger I couldn't read anything that thick. I needed something that would answer a question really quickly and yeah. something that would you know I could apply straight away and so um, I wrote the engaging NLP series really to address that need so that a mum could pick up a book. And say right, okay, you know this. I can use this straight away. It's a quick, it's an easy read. It's something that um, they could almost read while they're cooking supper. Or it's not, um, it's not a heavy tome. It's not full of jargon. So um, and yeah. So I wrote. I've written a lot of books. I've written some children's books as well. Um, But my background is in uh, teaching uh, and market research. Actually, I used to do. Focus groups on things like Postman Pat and Noddy and Fireman Sam, and <laughs> which was quite a fun job. Oh, I
0: bet, I bet. You can, yeah. Read from reading your book, I can see where you've brought those skills in in the book. <laughs> uh, there's there's quite a few of the engaging NLPs um, books yeah. that you've written. Do you want to tell the audience about the
1: different books? Yes, of course. Um, It's the first one really that I wrote was NLP for parents, as I said, really following on from Be a Happier Parent with NLP. Um, But then I wrote um, NLP for teachers, uh, NLP for new mums, and Back to Work for mums that were thinking of either returning to work or setting up their own sort of business. Um, And then NLP for children, which is for um, in America you'd call it the elementary school age. And then NLP for tweens. I only wrote quite recently because there seemed to be a gap. Because I'd written NLP for teens, which I'd say is sort of high school in um, uh, in America anyway. And uh-huh. then, uh, and so I then wrote NLP for tweens, and then recently NLP for work. But there's going to be NLP for sports and NLP for relationships coming along uh, fairly Wow! Soon. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. Brilliant! Brilliant! So how did you get involved
1: in NLP? Well, um, I met Sue Knight, who's the author of NLP um, at work, um, through our local church, actually. Um, We were both being confirmed at the same time. And she told me what she was doing, that she'd really got into NLP. um, And uh, she invited me along to um, an introductory course. And I was just absolutely hooked from the beginning because at that stage I had... Uh, two teenagers and a toddler um, and a tween and um, it, it just completely changed my life you know I went from being sort of an emotional um, a sort of ball that just bounced around from one sort of drama to another really um, to being so much calmer and you know I was just just altogether more confident it just completely changed the way I parented and so the one thing I really wanted to do was, uh, was to introduce parents to NLP. I thought it was far too good to be left in the workplace, basically.
0: Yeah. Oh, I, I agree. I agree completely. I had the same kind of well, experience. I found NLP through a little advert in the Nursing Times. Oh, really? I, yeah. I'd only, well, I was, as a nurse, um, my, my initial board manager back law oh, back in 2004, was quite a battle axe, or so I perceived at the time. She was actually an amazing, amazing manager. And she really pushed and pushed and pushed for your academic development.
1: Mm. And
0: you had your CPR. And six months later, you had to prove that you were doing what you said you were going to do. And then by the end of the year, you had to have done it, or you didn't go up your grade. Oh, my
1: goodness. through your
0: gateway. And at the time, it was like, oh, my gosh. And now it's like, thank you so much. Yeah. But I saw this little advert. Yeah, <laughs> I saw this little advert that said four-day NLP diploma, and I thought wonderful. Four days it covers all six of my key skills framework, which are communication, leadership, and management, and brilliant. Just on my back for the whole year, <laughs> and that was it. You know, and I did the NLP diploma, and it, as you say, it absolutely bowled me over. It changed everything. I went from being a quite a shy, quiet, quite inwards, um, qualified, you know, newly qualified nurse and came out of myself. I was refocused and I knew what I wanted. I was confident. I didn't need to please people anymore. Mm. You know, ev- everything changed. It was, you know, and that was it then. I went on practitioner, masterprac, uh, trainer's training, opened the business, writing the books, and now doing the radio show. It's, it really is a gift, as, you know, I can see with what, what you've done in your books. It's, and it's, yeah, it's and, par- and
1: parents, parents get it really quickly. Yes. I mean, when I run sort of parents' workshops, they'll sort of talk to me about a sort of particular issue they have with a child And straight away, you can hear in the words that they use, their body physiology, um, their approach, uh, the sort of, you can straight away just get it, can't you? And so when you feed back to them, you know, about what what you've observed, they can see it too. And they can then put themselves into their child's shoes and see how their child would also perceive that. And they go away and they they try something different and they email me or phone me or whatever and say hey it worked um, I've had some lovely um, feedback from uh, from parents especially uh, parents of children probably around the t- sort of tween age where what they do is they they give their child a whole list of things that they want them to do, a long, long instruction or, uh, you know, a long telling off about something, where actually one word would do the job, but one word delivered with eye contact and with confidence does a job yes. that so many, and yet they go, they still do the same thing. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's like this classic NLP thing. If you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. And yet as parents, okay. we, do, we do this all the time. hmm you think, do. Well, one you think if you, you keep hoping don't you one day it'll work <laughs> <laughs> but it really won't <laughs> if it didn't work before it's not going to work again you know if you want something to change in your parenting it's you that has to change and pa- parents as soon as you start talking about nlp and they they you know they learn something about it and they get the feedback from from uh, how they're they're talking or how they're, they're you know their attitude towards it Um, They can straight away see what they need to change. You know, I don't need to tell them. They sort of say, well, I need to do this, don't I? And you just sort of smile and, you know, they've got it. Yes. Yeah.
0: And I think they're at an age for the child. The child's at an age where the change is a lot easier for them. They're just like a sponge. So are. having the parents being able to take to do those changes and to change themselves, the child will just go on go along with it because it's as long as the parent is confident and assertive in what they're doing and they're they're grounded, I suppose. The child will just follow suit.
1: Mm, absolutely.
0: How have your family um, um, and your children how how have they taken to it? What's what's their opinions? Well,
1: they. I mean done correctly, if you like, um, they don't notice it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's seamless because, yeah. you know, they – because it works. What what you sort of notice really when it doesn't work because something jars, you know, you you know that you've, you've used either sort of say, you know, with a visual charge, you've used perhaps something that's very auditory sort of language or a kinesthetic charge, you've used sort of, you know, visual language. You sort of notice when it doesn't work. I find rather than when it does. Yeah,
0: I I, I know that myself. You, it's it's that that rapport, the connection is broken. Yes. It's almost like it does. It jarge. It's like you're being
1: stuck and you, you can't seem to move forward. Yes, and then, and that's when I think, oops, <laughs> and uh, and then you know, I, re, I I sort of do a quick sort of write, Okay, fine. That, you know,
0: and then you readjust. Yeah. Um, the I think that's the one of the beauties of NLP is just by being able to um, take on board the foundations, the principles around the communication model, and and those aspects that uh, are the foundations of NLP by taking them on board and being them acting from those yeah. positions, you you do NLP without, and it's it becomes natural. Yes. Yeah. It's and and that's what, where you're saying that you you're just doing it it's not that you're
1: purposely doing it and i've, and I've it, certainly
0: found that with my with my clients
1: yeah one of one of the bits of feedback i've had from the tweens book um was that um that the idea that there's no failure only feedback um because so many of them have uh, so many children of that age uh feel that you know if they get a bad mark, they fail or they're useless or they they get so downhearted rather than taking the feedback and and learning from it and I think, as parents, you know that certainly before I discovered n l p if I had an argument with say my teenager uh with say lucy or or alex at the at the time. Um, then I I'd, I'd think oh you know I'm, I'm useless I'm a hopeless mother you know oh what am I going to do whereas now you know I, if something isn't quite going right I say okay fine you know what's the learning here and I sort of step back into the situation with the learning and have another go um, and this is really what we want our children to do not to sort of get disheartened if things don't go right because not everything will go right but you have to, you know, it's like in juggling, you have to learn to drop a ball in order to learn to juggle and to get that, get that feedback and to learn from it and to move forward. Um, because, you know, I think there was one classic, wasn't there, that Edison didn't make, uh, didn't have loads of his experiments that didn't go right. He, he, he just hadn't yet found the right one or find the right solution. And it's just, you know, you need to just keep, keep going, keep persevering.
0: Definitely, and it's that yet word that is so so powerful. It opens up, you know, even if you don't you don't succeed in that in particular time, you've not succeeded yet. It opens the door that you are going to succeed for one in the in the future, but also it opens the door that there's different options and that it's okay. And I think today's society, it's it's almost that you're not allowed to fail. There's such a pressure on being successful and succeeding. That The sheer thought of of not you know of not succeeding of not coming first, you know the whole thing about doing it and enjoying it and being involved and being part of it doesn't seem to be good enough anymore, whereas you know that is that's the the, the biggest part of it, and all the learnings that you get along that way is what makes you and what develops you in the future, and that message being able to give that to a child and know that for so everything that they do, if they don't succeed, then it's okay. Absolutely. You know, they've not succeeded yet. They will succeed. They've already learned something. They've learned a load of ways not to do it. You know? <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> and also the, things like the sort of limiting beliefs of NLP, I think they're very powerful too because, you know, a lot of children will say, I can't do this, you know. Mm. And, um, you know, they they, they, they they learn through NLP how they can apply skills from other areas of their life, um, it to to this is a thing they need to do now, and so by I think the more parents understand about NLP, they can help the child by saying, "Well, you know the way you do this, you know you have that skill, so you know all you need to do really is to take that skill and to apply it here," um, and and they and children get it very very quickly, and just as parents do. I think that's the wonderful thing about NLP; it's not difficult. It's no. not um, it's not rocket science, as they say. It's um, it's actually incredibly simple.
0: It is, and I think because of its complicated name and some of the
1: complicated terminology,
0: oh. people just run away from it. I and that's you
1: know, it's a terrible name, isn't it? <laughs> it is.
0: <laughs> Neuro linguistic programming of of all the possible names.
1: I know it's, when it's, people say, uh, "What is it?" You know, you think, "Oh no, do I have to
0: tell you?" Like a, it's a common sense guide. It's pointing out things that you know that you do do. It's just being aware of them and doing them in appropriate places that get you better results. Yeah,
1: it's sort of positive. It's, it's positive parenting in a way,
0: isn't it? And uh... it is. Yeah. yeah. One thing well, when you say about limiting beliefs, that's one thing that um, really struck me in your book. um I thought it was it's a brilliant. Well, all the book I enjoyed, but that was oh, one section. That I thought was particularly um, beneficial. I know with I mean, the clients that I have today, um, that I coach on, for, as a private sector, but also my um, nursing patients that I have, the amount of limiting beliefs that they hold that have held them back throughout their life, mm. and the opportunity to be able to take those limiting beliefs and nip them in the bud at such a yes. young age—it's like wow, <laughs> where well, you know how much change there will be. That, you know, people don't, so a lot of people I've worked with, they didn't even realize that they had limiting beliefs or that they existed. And just That's to be able to say, instead of I can't, you know, I could do it this way. It's, you know, just changing that mindset before it becomes ingrained. Yeah.
1: 'Cause Yes.
0: Once it's ingrained and then you're dealing with the you know, the 30, 40, 50 upwards adult, there's a lot of learnt behaviours. They've learnt how many times that they can't and they've proved that they can't to themselves, even though the fact that they couldn't was because they didn't believe that they could. And it's, it's amazing actually.
1: Changing in, in, that. In Sorry, I was just going to say that in, in kids' workshops or when I'm doing work with children, and they say something like, I can't and you, you only have to reflect back to them, don't you? Sort of say, And what if you could? Yes. And then, oh well if I could do if I could do that, well then I could do this and then I could do that and then I could do that. And then the possibilities really open up. And then somehow they they find that they actually can do it because they realise what being able to do it means to them. Yes. yes. So uh
0: Yes, it's, I'm, I'm, I just love it. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, I I share that with you completely. It, oh, it gives me goosebumps. The, I think it's the whole thing of how we generalise and delete and distort things Absolutely. that are around us. Yeah. And the amount the amount of I hear my younger brothers, well, they're getting older now, and um, but yeah. the amount of times that they used to say, you know, it all, you know, it never works. It's always been that way. And it's when you actually say always, they're like. Yeah. Well, no, not always. It's like, oh, so when did it happen? And they might give you once or twice. Yes. Whereas they've blatanted out a whole existence of their Absolutely. future, because just because of the the you know the words that they've chosen to pay attention to. And it's like you know, it's that you know, what if you could? Or what if you did it that way? Or how else could you do it? yeah' right. just be- yeah. just because of not being asked those words. And as a parent, knowing that that kind of language is there and asking them those things in those different ways, it, you know, it's that door that they've just closed for themselves. You know, even if you leave it open a little bit, as a child, their curiosity will what make them want to go through that door. Mm. So, you, you know, you're providing paths that they've closed for themselves because of, you know, the events of school, the events of their peers and everything
1: else of the pressures of society today. One of the things I love about NLP is is the clean language Um, because uh, you know, say if a child comes back from school and says, I've got no friends, which of course is a gross generalization, Mm -hmm. a lot of parents would say something like, well, of course you have, you've got so and so, and you've got so and so, and you've got so and so, which really is suggesting that the child is, is talking nonsense and is minimizing really what they're saying. Whereas by using clean language, when the child says, I've got no friends, all you need to say is, no friends, and straight away you you've acknowledged what they've said, but questioned it, and then they might go, well, apart from so and so and so and so and so, you know. And uh, I think uh, sometimes we, as parents, we use far too many words, and and often the wrong words, like sort of telling children, don't do this. Or mm. I had one client who who was wondering why her child had such low. Uh, self-confidence and she was saying some of the things that she said to her son and what she was basically doing was saying oh you've done really well but um, blah 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 and so every single compliment was then followed by a but and I said to her the child has has not heard anything before that but you've emphasized you know what and she thought about and she realized and then I got her to rephrase what she'd said, replacing the but with an and. And she recognized how different it was. And then she just burst into tears because she realized that that's exactly what her parents had done to her. And it was a real eye-opener. And she could straight away see how she could make a
0: difference. Small words words with big meanings.
1: Yes, just the word but was just taking away his confidence.
0: Completely, it, it just it negates everything that's been said. No,
1: oh, doesn't and, it? And that's,
0: and that's true whether whether you're a child or whether you're an adult.
1: Yeah.
0: As soon as anybody butts it, they've just cancelled. They've, as you say, they've can they've cancelled everything, and you don't even if they've given you the most glowing, respectful, elegant, you know, yeah. praise at the beginning.
1: Mm.
0: That's just it's just shot to pieces, isn't it? It's like someone saying to you, "Your hair looks gorgeous," but I'd have worn it up.
1: Yes. <laughs> I think you. Uh, let me slap you around the face. <laughs> lots of um, parents I think, you know, we sort of we want to encourage our children to be confident so we praise them, but then it's how we praise them and it's you know, it's what you say, how specific you are and and how they can get the learning and just put saying something like, Oh, you know, you've done really well getting ready for school so quickly, but I wish you'd do it every morning. All the child's heard is the but I wish you'd do it every morning and mm-hmm. You know, uh, anyway, there's lots. I mean, there's lots of things in in um, the tweens book, and also in the parents book. I think the parents book too covers obviously the sort of way that parents can um, can use words in a different way to get a different result. So the tweens, the, the children, tweens, and teens books are really written for them to read, yes. um, in order to for them to go through the exercises. So there's not so much, I guess, in those books about what parents can say, but it's more about how children and, and, and tweens and teens um, can use the NLP techniques uh, and go through the exercises in order to, to feel confident and so on. But it is important that parents learn, uh, learn about NLP too, uh, so that, uh, that they can be good models of it for their children.
0: Yes, Definitely. And I think, you know, I mean, I've read the book, obviously as an adult and parent myself. And even I, even though it is written, the language and the examples you give are very much for the child, for the GCSEs, for, you know, the Xbox. You know, you've used real-life definitions that they'll be able to relate to. And the the beauty of the book, I suppose, is is the exercises that you've got. And you've you've left so many... Um, what can I call them? Uh, line for them to fill in themselves, yeah. where they can say and write down what they're thinking, what they're feeling, what their goals are. Write down when they have a limiting belief and what they could say for themselves instead. Yeah. So it's, it's that whole process of not just thinking about it, writing it down, so they've got That's that right. kinesthetic relationship to it. And it's, it's like it's like a learning journal and something that yeah. they can go back and learn over.
1: And as a yes. parent
0: to, to read it first would enable them that if the child possibly is um, struggling on a particular area or has said one of the limiting beliefs or, you know, not, not, not using it in the way it should be used, then the, the parent would be able to say, well, remember this in the tweens book.
1: Yeah. What,
0: what, what was the advice that that gave you? Could you apply your rancor? What, what, do you le- what, what have you learned from that book that would help you in this situation? Yeah. You know, they're getting them to think about it and to take responsibility because as you you know, it's written out daily for that transition into secondary school. Yes, it
1: is. So that they're going sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they're going
0: to have to become independent. They, they have are have to be responsible and you know, it's a big it is a big step. For some children they fly through it. For others it's more difficult. So, and
1: I think yes. both it's going to be a benefit. Certain. Yes, I've, I've sort of set out in in there quite a lot about sort of how to tackle sort of going to a new new school. And although sort of not you know not all uh, countries will have that situation, you know children do move schools, children do have changes in their lives, um, and uh, they need to uh, to adapt to those. And I think I've given them the sort of tools to do that. I mean, one of the most important things is obviously to match, um, to find what's similar in the new situation to the existing situation that they have and, and looking at what skills they already have to cope with. Uh, change, because I many children of that sort of age will have experienced a, a younger sibling being born. Well, that's a huge change in their life. You know, how did they adapt to that? And parents can sort of say, well, look, you know, when that happened, you know, you were really good, and you were really good at this, and you noticed that, and, you know, so just to remind them of the skills that they've got, uh, and how well they've coped with, cope with other situations, and things like, you know, showing children how to reframe uh, because, you know, like actors can be really scared before they go on stage, but it's sort of exciting and just as children might be scared before having a new experience. There's an exciting element of it as well. You can't take away all the scary bits and to protect yeah, yeah. them. You know we want to protect the child, you know our children, but by protecting them so much that they actually never have to step out of their comfort zone, that's really not helping. They need to be reminded of all the skills that they've got to 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 be out out there and you know being confident and so on i couldn't
0: I couldn't, I couldn't agree more I really couldn't. It. Well, it's been wonderful talking to you, Judy. I could talk to you about this all day, and I'm sure our listeners just want to hear more. And all I can do is just tell them to, you know, buy your book, read it, or your series of books. So before we go, unfortunately, the show's coming to an end, but before we go, can you just tell our audience how they can get in contact with you, where they can buy your book from, and um, information like that?
1: I would say the best website is www.nlpandkidsbooks.com because you've got my all my books on there and the children's books so that's nlp sorry nlpandkidsbooks.com or if you want to know more about nlp and children it would be nlpkids.co.uk and um
0: I guess that's the end of the show. Well, again, Judy, thank you ever so much for joining us today. Um, it's been a pleasure, and your work is it's, its just truly inspiring. It's a real gift.
1: Thank you very much, Donna. It's been a real
0: pleasure. You're more than welcome. And thank you to all our listeners for tuning in. This has been Donna Blinston on the NLP View. Hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.